With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college basketball and NBA fans alike. My name is Ricky Whitmer, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. I'm joined, like I always am, by Brandon Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And today, Brandon, it's been uh, getting a little bit of heat on our YouTube channel, so I thought uh, we'd come out with a newer one. Our first NBA mock draft, if uh, you haven't listened to it, has been getting a little bit of steam as we're getting closer and closer to the NBA draft. So that's today, Brandon, for the podcast. Let's do uh, Mock Draft 2.0. I thought, great idea. And here's the thing, before we get to any of the picks... I want to throw this out there because I wanted to try to do trades for this one, but I could not find, like Mark found for the onside kick, the kind of weight chart that they use for, okay, this is how much weighted value is on this pick, on this pick, on that pick, so we could work out trades accurately. Couldn't find that. So this is going to be another no-trade mock draft. However, I do want to talk about a potential trade that I don't know if it's going to happen, but people are talking about it. What do you think of the Timberwolves trading away Ricky Rubio so that they can not take Anthony Towns, not take Julie Loke for number one, but trade Ricky Rubio to get a second top five pick, and then they can go D'Angelo Russell at number one overall? I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. I I don't know if... um your average fan is thinking about that because I think that your average fan looks at, oh, they're going to go for one of the two top big men. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the number one pick that you're going to have to go with. But I think that D'Angelo Russell would be a crafty move by the T Wolves because the one, a few of the articles that I've been, I just put in Ricky Rubio trade into Google News and a ton of the rumor headlines that you see from across the web are throwing out the New York Knicks. Could the New York Knicks trade their fourth overall pick for Ricky Rubio, giving the Timberwolves, because the Timberwolves wouldn't give up Rubio and the number one pick. The Knicks don't have anything worth that much. The only thing that the Knicks have of value is that fourth overall pick. So if it's me, let's say that did go down. If I'm the T-Wolves, I take D'Angelo Russell, number one overall, Lakers, then they get to choose, okay, do we want Anthony Towns or Jaleel Okafor? No matter what happens after that point, I think the 76ers just go, we're going to take Emmanuel Moutier, and then the T-Wolves at number four would take whoever's left, either Anthony Towns or Okafor. So really, you're getting whoever you would, everyone thinks you're going to pick, number one, and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I think uh, when you throw the New York Knicks into that equation, the New York Knicks are are hurting right now in all aspects and all categories. So I think if you put them in there, I don't know what the Knicks would do. I 
I don't know. I mean, I think if they went after Rubio, it wouldn't be bad. But then again, I think maybe they want to start fresh from the beginning with a with a rookie at that number four pick. See, I'm on the other side of it. I say don't trade for Ricky Rubio. Don't even go anywhere near that. Because if I'm looking at his stats, this past season he played 22 games, Brandon. 22 games. This is a guy that's been a little bit hobbled with injuries. He's only had one season where he played the full 82 games. That was 2013-2014. I don't think he's the guy, especially for a New York team where everything's been going wrong. You don't add a guy like Ricky Rubio and expect it to right the ship with Carmelo Anthony. Well, that sounds exactly like something the Knicks would do. Get a guy who yeah, can play on one does. leg to play with a guy who thinks that he's on the floor by himself. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, it would it would pair perfectly for the way that New York's been going. But, I mean, the way we have the top four, like I said, no trades. We have the T-Wolves going with Carl Anthony Towns because just since the time that his elapsed from our 1.0 mock draft to this one, it seems like Carl Anthony Towns is just distancing himself as the true number one pick in this year's draft. And then that makes the Lakers go, okay, you take Carl uh, Anthony Towns, we'll take Jaleel Okafor, 76ers, they're going to take a point guard. Okay, D'Angelo Russell, you're the best one there. We're going to take you. Knicks take a point guard as well. Like we said, if they don't trade for Rubio, they're going to take Emmanuel Moutier. Here's where things get interesting, and this is our first talking point, the Orlando Magic. Last time we had a mock draft, we talked about Porzingis out of uh, Latvia. Oh, he's the guy. They're going to go with him for sure. However, there are now people saying, "Uh uh-uh, maybe Justice Winslow creeps in there a little bit. What do you do, Brandon? If you're the Orlando Magic at five, do you go Porzingis, power forward out of Latvia, or do you go Justice Winslow out of Kentucky? Well, I think that when you when it comes down to this or pick— Or out of Duke. Duke. I, I think when it comes down to this pick, I think you, you have to look at it, and you just have to go for the person who you think is going to be more consistent for you. Uh, and, I mean, obviously they've—you know, when you look at a guy like Porz, Porzingis, the, the, the fans don't really know uh, about mm-hmm. him because we didn't watch him yeah. in Latvia, you know? Uh, probably not too many of those fans here in the United States. But you look at someone who like Justice Winslow, and he's extremely athletic, has three-point rage on his jumper, and he's an excellent rebounder, very poised. You could tell that all by all the games that he played not for Duke just, and, all, and all the games that he played in the, play, in the playoffs and, and in the tournament. Not just that he's very poised, he's a leader. I think that's the most important positive you see on his kind of chart is that they put a leader and moving forward potentially elite defender Mm -hmm. and I think that that is a huge upside part for any team going after him and here's the thing we had the magic going with after me and Brandon talked about it threw a few chairs at each other got a little physical in here we ended up going with Porzingis as the guy the magic Take And the reason being is you're hearing a lot, especially all these experts in the NBA are hearing a lot that usually when a team says, we're going to take this guy, they're going to take that guy if he's available. And I mean, they already have Peyton Oladipo 
Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I mean, could you put Winslow at the four and have him be a stretch four? Yeah, but why not take a guy who has range on a shot, who's 6'11", same weight as Winslow, and has the potential to be one of those top-tier players in the in the NBA like Porzingis does? Yeah, I think I think that would be a smart move too. I mean, it has to go what's going to fit best with your system and with the rest of your starting f- five or other starting four that you have. So I think that that would be that'd be the best move for them. I mean, they're both good players, mm-hmm. and, and, and when it when it comes down to something like that, you look at both of them and you're like, one A, one B. Uh, well, what's better with our system? And you know, if we have too much of a guy NBA, that's like him already, do we really need him a, another one? In the NBA, you're usually going to take the guy you feel the most comfortable with. Because the one thing, when we even got a comment about this from one of our listeners who's, he even admitted he's a soul, he's more of an NFL football guy than a basketball guy. And he posts the comment, and I'm going to bring it up right now, that, like, why is there such a talent drop off in the NBA after you get out of the lottery, maybe even in the second round where your second round picks, maybe not make the team where in the NFL, your second rounders are still going to make the team probably going to be more than just special teamers. And to me, I just, me personally, I think it's a talent level where after you get out of the lottery, all these lottery picks, if you're a lottery pick, you're going to be playing day one. You're not going to be a backup guy because the teams that have made the playoffs already have the guys in set. They have the roster. They can kind of fill in pieces like the Cavs. The Cavs can go anything because they'll have LeBron coming back. They'll have Love coming back. Hopefully they'll have Kyrie coming back. I know he won't be playing the rest of the NBA Finals, but that's what I see. Just the talent drop-off in the NBA is just steeper than in the NFL. There's a lot more players in the NFL as well. I mean, they have rosters are uh, bigger. The rosters are bigger. I mean, you could get a guy like a like a Marcus Colston in the NFL in the seventh round and have mm-hmm. him pan out really well. Here, I think another thing is too is that a lot of guys like to test the waters in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. They may go undrafted. They may be scooped up and then never see the floor. I, I be because I mean the guys, the teams are going for the top guys. Teams are going for the top guys, and, and then after that, it's like, uh, well, we'll just pick from this pool, and whoever we get, we get. And maybe he'll pan out, maybe he won't. That's kind of how it is with the NBA, in my opinion. And we had at number six, a guy stay exactly where we had him from the last one, Willie Cauley-Stein, going to go to Sacramento and ours. We had Justice Winslow. Compared to our last one, I believe he jumped up a few picks to the Denver Nuggets, a nice pickup for them, but... The one I want to focus in on is the Pistons, because this is a guy we focused on in our 1.0 mock draft. And we even got a comment that said, hey, guys, I think you're harping a little bit too much at the chemistry issues for Mario Hazonia out of Croatia. I believe we had him falling to about 10, around the 10, 11, 12 area. Now we've got him going up closer to where... Everyone else has them number eight to the Pistons because Brandon, the way I see it is he might have chemistry issues, but it's more of a, I think I'm the best on the court. Try to stop me instead of a beef between teammates. I mean, he's got a a very strong basketball IQ and I think that there's some things 
that, you know, and that's hard to teach. I mean, you either have a good one or you don't have a good one. And I think that a guy like that who knows his stuff, he's a great shooter. Yeah, they 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 like themselves. Mm-hmm. They're their number one fan, especially those point guards. Like yes, he is. yes, and so that can be a problem for other people on the team that may rub them the wrong way. But they may continue to look at that person, even though they're upset that oh yeah, they they think they're everything and all this and all that. But all that in a bag of potatoes. Potato chips. That's, Potato that's, chips. What, see, that's what I've always been told. All that and bag of chips, which is what I am. <laughs> but I, I think that you overlook some of those things and go, he's he's good. He's a good player. We need good players. We'll bring him on. Yeah, and I mean, with the Pistons, they it's either going to be you've got Hazonia. Winslow's off the board for us, so we're going to throw his name away. So it's Hazonia, Stanley Johnson, Kelly Oubre, and Devin Booker. And those are all guys... That could be fits, but really you look at Hazonia and go, we need that point guard that can come in and be just an NBA-ready point guard right off the bat. I mean, look at the teams that have that kind of point guard. The Bulls, are they in the lottery anymore? The Thunder, they were kind of this year, but that was more of Durant, especially when they first drafted Westbrook, they weren't in the lottery as much. You look down at teams... Steph Curry, well, the Warriors are kind of different. They don't have a true point guard. I mean, Steph Curry is kind of like their point guard. But teams that have a solid guy running their offense, they're going to be outside of the lottery. Let's get to this Hornets pick at number nine, though, because we had a little bit of a discussion on this one. I'm going to throw it at you. Devin Booker or Stanley Johnson? And uh, you know, I I think that because this is what we thought about. We ended up going. I'm just going to say it, we ended up going with Devin Booker. But give your case for Booker or Johnson. Well, you know, Booker and Johnson, both of them, both of them were good. I I, I think that it's another one of those where you you look at it. I mean, Booker, he's got really good basketball IQ, elite shooter from the NBA three point range. That's something that in, in a guy like that. You want to have him have those types of skills. On the other side with Stanley Johnson, I think that you look at him and you say, you know what? Not bad, but too many turnovers. Yeah, and that's the big negative with Stanley Johnson is that he kind of play he because he's always in attack mode, he kind of lets the ball get away from him and he causes turnovers. Whereas Devin Booker, he's an elite shooter too. He's got... NBA range, and he's the type of guy where, yeah, he doesn't possess athleticism. He doesn't have good ball handling. Well, guess what? He doesn't have to be the guy to drive to the basket because you got Kemba Walker. He can just be the guy that stands out mid-range three-point line coming off of screens and stuff, boom, hitting threes with his great jump shot. Yeah, exactly. And, then and you, he can defend. Yeah, and then you leave room for this for the other guy to be able to go off and do his thing, and then it's, oh, well, who do we guard? Mm-hmm. So that causes issues for opposing defenses. So we had Stanley Johnson then go to the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat are going to be an interesting team at least, I believe, because... They're going to have to re-sign Dwayne Wade, Gordon Dragic, Luau Deng. And they're a team that Pat Riley doesn't want to draft someone and be in the lottery next year. He wants to be in the playoffs next year. However, I mean, with me, D-Wade, your, your knees are going, man. Well, not going. They're pretty much gone at this point. 
I, I, I just don't know if they'll if they're gonna get back there because they don't have LeBron. They don't well they don't have LeBron <laughs> they don't have LeBron James, but I was gonna go outside of that because that's the obvious one. Mm-hmm. They're old. They're do they old. Make, do they make a trade? <sighs> Are they a possible team where they move to trade back and maybe get someone who is more NBA ready? Maybe, but I don't know what they what pieces they really have to trade that people want now and at, at this point in their career. Oh, you want maybe Chris, a Dragic? Do you want Chris Bosh? No. You want Dwayne Wade? No. How about you, a Luau Dang who can shoot the three? Maybe Dang. He may be their best chip. Um, just because other people may say, well, they've got Wade and they've got yeah. you know so these other people. They're they're older. They're older. You don't want someone like that. Yep. To to come on now, you're it'd be a waste of money at this point. And you'd overpay probably to have to get them. And okay, we talked about this pick in our last draft, and we're going to talk about this one. The number 11th, the Indiana Pacer pick, because we came across three names. Either Cameron Payne, who apparently Larry Bird is really high on, and it's one of those things where it's like, if he's here, we're going to take him. There's also Miles Turner, Frank Kaminsky, and uh, just whatever point guard's available. Because it's either you draft a point guard, but you got George Hill, you draft, you go ahead and draft Cameron Payne's a point guard, you go ahead and draft Miles Turner, or you go ahead and draft Frank Kaminsky. That's it. What are you doing? I think I'm going to go Miles Turner here. Miles Turner has a lot of upside. I mean, he's a, if you want a big man, you are getting everything you want. In a big man here. I mean, there's obviously some things that he needs to improve on. He's an excellent shot blocker, high basketball IQ, and just a feel for the game of basketball. This is who I'm going with at the number 11 pick. See, I'm a little different because, I mean, the one thing about Miles Turner, and I'm just going to throw out, this was another one we had a discussion about. We ended up going Cameron Payne, and I'm going to give the reasoning because... This is another pick where if Larry Bird likes the guy and Larry Bird thinks he's the best guy on the board, well, guess what? Larry Bird's going to take him. In the NBA, you don't go, hey, I really like that guy, but we're going to take this guy. Because like we've talked about, with that talent drop-off, it's not like football where it's like, well, you know what? We really like this guy, but uh, we had a position at a different need that we just had to go with. But we really like this guy. I wish we could have drafted him. You don't get that. In the NBA, it's, we like this guy. There's not much room for error. We're going to go with this guy because we don't have the margin of error to go with this other guy that could be a better option. No, you go with the guy that you like. However, I'm still sitting with the, you go with a big guy. I would go with a big guy, even though both of us on the mock draft put point guard, I'd go Frank the Tank. I love Frank the Tank. You, I love Kaminsky. See, you like Frank Kaminsky, but I don't see. I think he's going to be. But I don't. He's going to be Frank, a quality NBA player. I just don't see Frank as. If you want a true big guy, you don't go Frank Kaminsky. You don't go with him. If you want a Chris Bosh, you go Frank Kaminsky, and Chris Bosh knows his role. Frank Kaminsky's a stretch five. He can play the five on defense. He's kind of like that stretch four role, but you can put him. At the five, but if Larry, if Larry Bird likes a guy, he's going to go with a guy. We got the next two picks. We got comments on this one with our last draft that, you know what? I was so intrigued 
to see what you guys, a non-national podcast, were going to say about my Utah Jazz. And I want to throw out an apology. We're from Chicago. We tend to overlook uh, the baby brother little Jazz a little bit because, Brandon, I, I don't know if you remember this, but we may have beat Utah twice in the NBA Finals in the 90s. Michael Jordan might have uh, shook off Russell a little bit, put up a f- shot at the buzzer. Boom. Sixth NBA title in oh, the 90s. One, one of my favorite games. <laughs> but that is why I'm just going to be throwing a little trash talk out there. But we're going to talk about your Jazz now. We're going to look at the Jazz pick. We had the Jazz going with Frank the Tank. My boy. My boy Frank Kaminsky. And... This Ricky the, actually does not know him. This is a nut. Well, he is from Illinois. He's from the area. He's from the Chicago area. He went to Bennett High School. I think so. Yeah, Bennett High School. But this is the thing what you're doing with the Jazz right now. They have guys that they could have starting at all five spots. So they don't have to draft need. They just draft a guy that they like. And I'm looking at the mock drafts from other experts. You're looking at the Bleacher Report one. I'm looking at the ESPN one. Who did the Bleacher Report have them going with? Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. The ESPN one had them going with Miles Turner. And I'm sitting here going, I yet again, they got to put the preface out that we are here in Chicago. And if I see on someone's sheet, knee trouble, I think Derrick Rose. I think back to Greg Oden. I think back to Andrew Bynum. I just scream, especially with a power forward. These knees scream to me. And I go, just take Frank the Tank if you're going to take a big guy. Go ahead and take Frank the Tank. Yeah, uh, R- Ricky uh, really loves Frank Kaminsky. I'm a Big Ten guy. And maybe now. one of these days he'll, he'll actually get a chance to meet him. But I, I think that... I would let, Let's have Frank on the podcast. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll reach out to him. Hashtag Frank PTP. Let's get, let's get this going. Let's have him on the podcast. We'll get it rolling, okay. Frank the Tank PTP. There we go. Well, now that it's out there, he'll be on yeah. next week. Um, so I, I think that when it comes down to this pick, you can't go wrong picking Frank Kaminsky. He's a very good player. I didn't take him with the last one because I think that you want to go with a true big guy. You go yep. with Miles Turner, but right here, you don't need that. And Frank Kaminsky, he's good from all over the place. I Honestly, I see him more as a he's good right around the basket. But I see him as more of an outside shooter, honestly. And the next pick was another one, another team that we're, we got comments on the last mock draft that, how do you guys not talk about my sons? And with the sons, they're in an interesting conundrum here in our mock draft because ESPN had him going Frank Kaminsky. Hey, this is a guy they need to take. I know that in our last podcast, we talked about how Phoenix could be in a head coaching search if the Cyclones of Iowa State offered Jeff Hornacek the coaching job with the Cyclones in college, but Hornacek's still there. Frank the Tank's off the board, so they're not going to go with him. And here's the thing I think about. The big thing that they had here was that, yeah, Oubre has the most upside, but the Suns were not going to be the most patient with them. Boom, go Frank Kaminsky because he can be ready day one. At this point, I think you'd look at Ubre and you go, well, you know what? We may have to be patient with him. We're a team that just barely missed the playoffs. You know what? 
we can take a guy like Ubre. We can be a little bit patient with him. You're going to have to be patient with him because he's one who will settle for the bad outside shot, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. something you just do not want to see happen. He has to get more consistent with that. He's got to be a better shot selector. He's got to have a yep. better basketball IQ and know some of the things the cans and cannots in certain situations. That's what's going to take the time. And I'm looking at the next pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if Ubre didn't get picked up by the Suns, Brandon, I feel like both you and me are saying Ubre to the Thunder because he's a small forward. Guess who may be gone after next year and Kevin Durant. However, the next small forward best available is either, either Sam Decker, who to me, yeah, he's 6'9". I, I can see how 6'9". 219, you can say, you know what, that's a small forward. But I see him more in the shooting guard aspect. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is the next, to me, best available small forward. And if I'm the Thunder, I'm sitting there going, yeah, you know what, bit of a reach with him. They could trade back to get a guy like we talked about last time, Michael Frazier II, the Billy Donovan guy. But if they're taking a pick here, they're going, we could lose another. If we lose Durant next season, Westbrook's the next to go. Why not take the best point guard available, Jerry and Grant? Jerry and Grant, absolutely. He's, I mean, his resume is, is I think, is, is pretty good. He's got great skills. Notre Dame was a, was a great fit for him. I thought he played very well while he was there. I mean, Obviously, again, you, you, you talk about the things that you can improve on. They're all going to have to improve on something. Mm-hmm. I mean, Okafor yeah. is going to have to improve Except on maybe something. maybe you're like top five. Yeah. But I, still, I think you look at that. And when one of the things is that you can be too unselfish. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not a bad thing. The only thing I said, and I think I said this last time, that becomes a bad thing when it's like, just take the shot. You're the guy to take the shot. Don't be so unconfident that you're so unselfish that you kick it off to someone else when it's like, you know what? I should have just taken that shot. But the next two picks, Hawks, Celtics, we kind of had a flip of what went on in the ESPN draft. We got a couple of power forwards going. You got Trey Lyles going to Atlanta. Bobby Portis out of Arkansas going to the Boston Celtics. And then we have at 17 to the Milwaukee Bucks. They need a rim protector, Brandon. He's sitting there. He may have bad knees, but they're going to take him. Miles Turner. And uh, again, I, I think that if you need the rim protector, Miles Turner is a guy that you can definitely go with. I, I think that, yes, He's got the, I mean, he, they're saying he runs funny. They have the concern there, but he's one of the quickest guys in yep. his position. The only thing, and this is why he fell so far, because I feel like if it was just you, he would have went off the board already. To me, I see big men, four or five guys, and if there's any question on those knees, I say overlook them. I don't need a Greg Oden. I don't need an Andrew Bynum. Just don't need it on my team. Get it out of town. But who says that that's going to be him? 
who says that he's going to be the next Greg Oden. You I know? mean, he, sometimes with some of these teams, you got to take a chance because if you don't, another team will, and it may turn out better for that team, and you want to be better than that team. It scares you. The knees are the most important body part to me for a big man in the NBA because that's your support. The only other thing that I think might be a little bit more is the ankles, which went for legendary big man Bill Walton, where he would have had a longer NBA career if it wasn't for his shoddy ankles towards the end. But when you get into that knee, ankle area, lower leg, if you're a big guy, you need big foundation there because usually you guys got big bodies that you got to support up top. And at 18, we had the Rockets going with Point guard, I think me and you both agree this is one of the better point guards in this entire draft of Tyus Jones. Yeah, I, I really I like was it. almost going to say when we had the Thunder taking Grant, what, don't you just go, you know what, I like Jones better than Grant and take Jones. I mean, yeah, he's three years younger, but hell. I like Tyus jo- Jones. I, I really like him a lot. I think that... I would love to see him actually play for the Chicago Bulls, yeah. which is where I think we had him in in, in one point Yep. But it's it looking at it now. Bulls get a little if, bit of a heartbreaker in this one. Yeah, if, throw that out. If there. there's if there's a team that needs him, which there is a team that needs the position, he's one of the best at that position. I mean, we saw it. We played well. Um, I I think that he's going to be a quick learner, and he is already shown us a lot in just his freshman season. And our mock draft, we're in agreement with Chad Forty ESPN, Kevon Looney, going at 19 overall to the Wizards. Bring us to the Raptors. And the biggest thing that they need is Lou Williams is hitting free agency this summer. So the Raptors could use a scorer off the bench. And we looked at I know ESPN had Rashad Vaughn. What did Bleacher Report have for Toronto with this one? I know you had the Bleacher Report mock draft on your uh, fancy-pantsy iPad there. They had Christian Wood. They had Christian. See, they had him go with a big guy. I'm leaning more towards Chad Ford that if Lou Williams does decide to go away, you need to replace him. And both of us looked at Rashad Vaughn and said, well, why don't you go with R.J. Hunter? I mean, he would be the better shooting guard, right? Yeah, I think that when you look at at something something like that, you want to go with the one that's going to be better for the position that you're trying to fill. Um, I think that R.J. Hunter would be a, a really good pick there. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at a guy like Rashad Vaughn, uh, not a particularly efficient scorer. He's inconsistent from deep. All things that you want to see from a shooting guard. Yeah. And with the next two picks, 21-22, Mavs-Bulls, we're going to group them together because both of them need virtually point guards. The Bulls need somebody who can back up Derrick Rose. The Mavericks need somebody who can either back up or start over Raymond Felton. J.J. Beret is a free agent. He could come back. Rondo's likely gone. And with it seems like everyone, the grandmother, saying, well, Jerry, Jerry and Grant, our next best point guard is DeLon Wright. And at first I was like, Brandon, I don't want to even write this down. That's who I want the Bulls to take. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that, that that's something, yeah, that that's tough. Uh, he's he's really uh, a good sp- 
uh, player for his position. One thing, though, that I look at and they say lacks elite athleticism. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that scares me because you want a player who is an elite athlete at their position. And if you have that lack of it, how much can you grow then? That I, that's that's one thing that I always think. Well, and I mean, because the Mavs had to end up going DeLon right, we had the Bulls in reaction mode. They, we we looked at Justin Anderson because we're like, okay, because of the addition of Hoiberg, maybe going different plan. But we both just sat down and said, hey, you know what? No matter who your coach is, you need someone behind Derek. So that's why you got to go with Terry Rozier. Yeah, you know, I, I I didn't think that that was the worst pick that the Bulls could go with. I think you look at him and there's a lot of things that could be better there. But when you're working behind a guy like Derrick Rose, I think you got to be pretty happy. And Derrick can show you a lot of things. And I mean, based off our first mock draft, some similar picks coming up. We had 23. Yeah, a lot of people are saying shooting guard for the Blazers, but I look at Possibly the loss of LaMarcus Aldridge. They're going to keep him around, but we had him going with Montrez Harold to give him a stretch four to put along to his five. Well, you could move him to the five. You can keep Aldridge at the four. Cavaliers, I mean, you're just taking best player, and you could take a small forward in Hollis Jefferson, the Grizzlies. Here's was our first change. We had him going Christian Wood earlier, but now since things are changing— Maybe they go a little bit more towards the shooter, more improved three-point shooter, Justin Anderson. Yeah, Justin Anderson, that's where a lot of people had him going to the Chicago Bulls. But Justin Anderson, I think, is definitely going to be a, a better pick than what they than what they had him down for before of Christian Wood. I think Anderson yeah. is a better pick there because there's more upside, there's less uh, downside for him. I think that he's he's definitely got the NBA build, and that's something that's really important when going into moving into the NBA because mm-hmm. it's definitely different from what it is in college, as it always is. I mean, you move, make the move from high school to college, college NBA. They're all sometimes dramatically different for some people. So that's a thing where he's already got the NBA body, doesn't have to work as much with, oh, I got to put on more muscle, I got to put on more of this, more of that. No, you just got to work on your shot. You got to work on your game outside of working on your body. And then the next few picks that we have going right down is we had Rashad Vaughn going to the Spurs. You got Joseph Young to the Lakers. We had... Or Sam Decker going to the Lakers, Christian Wood going to the Celtics, Martin to the Nets, and then last but not least, the Warriors going ahead and taking Chris McCullough. And I'm surprised that you didn't fight me on Chris McCullough because he's torn his ACL. I'm surprised yeah, you just. Well, I'm surprised you didn't just go with anyone else who the Warriors. Was fine. The Warriors are going to be be a team. They won the finals. They don't need a guy to step out there and be Steph Curry. They got Steph Curry. They got the MVP. That they're a team that you know what? Whatever we draft is going to help us. Whatever depth we draft is going to help us because Steve Kerr's done an amazing job in his first year. But you just broke your theme of staying yeah. away from guys with injuries. Yeah, you broke your theme. I broke it, but at the same time, they can be patient because they've got a, they've got a kid like Steph Curry, man. They got Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. 
they got a stacked team. That's probably going to, let's be honest, game two's tonight as we're recording this. Kyrie's out. They're probably going to win the finals. We could we could throw this in right at the end of here. That because we got a little bit of time in this podcast, they're probably going to win the finals. Let's be honest. Did you watch game one? I did watch game one. It was oh, a great it was game. Amazing. It was a great game. But Colin, I think I, I think it set the tone. It set the tone for what the rest of this finals is going to be. Colin I don't care. Cowher. No, 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 no. Hold on. Colin can wait. Okay. I let me tell you though, people say this series is over. LeBron James is still in the series. So it's not over. It's not over yet. I'm going to tell you what Colin Cowherd tweeted, which I totally agree with. Then I'm going to give you my opinion of it. Was he tweeted middle of the game? This is what an NBA final should feel like. Oh yeah, just two guys going back and forth, trading punches. And here's the thing: every single game is going to be as close as game number one. But the Warriors are going to win them all. That's the way I think about it. It's kind of like what. Tim Kalashaw said on Around the Horn the day of game one. I kind of have to go with the Warriors because when they go to the finals every 40 years or so, they sweep. When the Cavs go to the finals, they get swept. Coincidence? I think not. Ooh. Eerie. Yeah, that's why I'm going with a, I'm going right along with Kalashaw. Warriors sweep to the finals. I don't know. The next I, 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 I don't team, know. I don't know about a sweep. The because next team to win an NBA Finals with no Finals experience since the ninety ninety one Bulls. I don't know if they sweep though. I I think that Cleveland will take one in Cleveland. You've got you've got LeBron James. You've got J.R. Smith. If he steps up and he plays like but he did in some of his games against the Chicago Bulls. You don't have Love. You don't have Kyrie now. They haven't been playing with Love, and they've barely been playing hey. with a. Kyrie put in some minutes in game one. Yeah, he put in some minutes, but he was useless. I mean, he was practically playing with one leg, and he was <laughs> he not was basically effective. D-Wade. He was not effective. Basically D-Wade, if we're comparing LeBron Yeah, and Miami. look how close the game was. So if you get another guy or two to step up outside of LeBron James, who is going to continue to do it throughout the series, I, I mean, I just don't want you uh, people to write off, <laughs> you or people in general, well, to write LeBron. off the Cavs. I hate LeBron, many so people, write him off. Many people do, but you, you can you can hate him, but you got to respect him because no, he's still there. Him. He's still there. If he would have never left Cleveland, I'd respect him. Great players don't leave teams just to win a championship. This isn't basketball. This isn't basketball. But the last thing I'm going to say about the finals is I expect it to be. A close series. LeBron can do whatever he wants. Steph Curry's going to walk away with it. He is going to walk away with these finals. And let me say one more thing. It's not over. Until the fat lady sinks. She doesn't have to is be that, fat. Is she that what you're saying? She doesn't have to be fat. I don't understand why we always, you know, this fat lady, you know, poor woman. Leave it on skinny people. But that's going to do it for, I guess this turned into a... Uh, Finals talk at the end of our NBA mock draft number two. Tell us what you think down below about any of our picks. You can even comment and say, hey, why didn't you talk about my team? My team got snubbed from this mock draft. Why didn't you talk about it? We love to hear comments from you guys each and every day on all of our videos. If you like the podcast, go ahead, hit the like button. If you loved it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I hope to see you guys in the next video or podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.